Angela Davis's essay, Lecture on Liberation, is for me one of the more important pieces in the course. It's uh, for me an incredibly lucid essay, uh, articulating a really important position that blends um, uh, racial identity formation and indeed uh, just the formation of the meaning of subjectivity, who and, and what we are, with political questions around race, racism, and an anti-black world. Now, Angela Davis was, uh, at the time, a controversial figure, public figure. I think at this point she's become, you know, something of an icon, although causes, you know, huge amounts of anxiety among conservatives. She's nevertheless a, a widely recognized, iconic political commentator. These days, I think most deeply uh, uh, associated with, because and for good reason, with the prison abolition movement, something that she's been at the forefront of for uh, many years. Um, but this early essay, right, really from the early part of her career, Lecture on Liberation, is for me one of the most important pieces for this course in terms of understanding the existential question of, of how do we become who and what we are, what is our authenticity and where does it come from? You know, how is subjectivity formed? That's an essential question for black existentialism. But also because, for me, it gives some philosophical foundations or theoretical foundations to the kind of work that she does elsewhere around, um, you know, reproductive justice, uh, prison abolition, transnational solidarity, and so on. This essay, in some ways, is a very straightforward piece. It takes a, a number of, of excursions into discussions of Frederick Douglass's narrative uh, and that's an important part of this because it is for her the exemplary historical precedent for her own position. The Frederick Douglass piece that she's talking about is Douglass's um, description of the moment where, while enslaved on the plantation, he became only enslaved at the level of the body or in terms of this sort of political and economic system but in terms of his own subjectivity, became something very different. And the way that happens is not through a flash of realization or a shift in his belief structure or a shift in self-perception initiated by some sort of inner process. And this is really important because what Davis is getting at is that is Douglas's wisdom. And that is that how we become who and what we are in the most authentic sense is not generated from some sort of self-motivation, some self-articulation that's purely about the expression of and sort of welling up of, the, of, of, of what is inside us, right, as a sort of singular subject detached from the world. Rather, our sense of subjectivity and our authenticity and therefore the first terms, and it's only the first terms, of our liberation come from the transformation of the social relation. That is, who and what we are comes from a social experience, right? Is generated from, very much like Fanon talked about with sociogeny, right? Our identity, our very being is generated from our relation to the social world. So looking to Douglas as, a, as an example, in the piece is important because there is nothing about the way Douglas uh, 
uh, interrogates his own self-formation that is, you know, from a position of privilege. Rather, he articulates that self-realization and self-articulation and coming to understand his own subjectivity and transform it from the position of the abject condition of slavery. And that abject condition is at least, we'll say, it's obviously, you know, we can multiply these, but at least twofold. One is an inner sense of one's own self, what, what Fanon talked about in Black Skin, White Masks as struggle around the inferiority complex generated by, uh, the, uh, by one's position in the zone of non-being. So that sense of inner self, right, that can become uh, expressed as inferiority complex is inextricable from this other side, which is the social relationship, right? That is how one is positioned in the world. And the way one is positioned in the world in a certain kind of way that transforms or forms, not even transforms, but forms our sense of inner self. Again, we can go back to our very first reading from the semester and think about this in terms of Du Bois's description of double consciousness, an inner sense of self that's deeply informed and formed by a social relation. And in an anti-black world, whether that's the anti-black racism of colonialism in Fanon, anti-black racism of New England in Du Bois's childhood, or the anti-black world of enslavement that Frederick Douglass talks about, these are moments of a social relation of abjection, right? A social relation of non-belonging that is intended to disable one's own relationship to self. So what happens in Douglas's narrative, right? Which is, you know, one of the most important books of the 19th century and, and really transforms so much of the conscience of the non-enslaving uh, non states uh, in the United States in its moment. This key moment, in the, the key element in the text, is when Douglas talks about his what happened to him when he was a, a you know, I don't know how to put it, but ex except in this sort of bureaucratic sort of language, but he was a non-compliant enslaved person. And so what happens in these, these cases in the antebellum era on the plantation is that someone brings in an external, like the enslaver brings in a, a, an external person or maybe a person who works on the plantation to break the will of the, the rebelling or resistant or non-compliant enslaved person. And this is the job of Covey. And Covey is the, the name of the person in, in Douglas's narrative who comes to do this breaking of the will uh, for uh, the enslaver. And Frederick Douglass is a target of this. And in that process, Douglas resists, and he resists physically, right? He resists physically, they fight, and in the narrative, it's interesting, it goes on for hours, right? Um, there's something extremely dramatic and in really important ways um, about that, because slave narratives, of which Douglas's piece is, uh, they, they are a genre that have this melodramatic moral lesson in them. Right. And so you have those elements of embellishment about it went on for hours. But that part is actually not what's important. What's important and what uh, catches Davis's eye, and this again resonates very much with uh, Fanon and uh, Du Bois, although they're uh, speaking uh, in the post-bellum or post-slavery era, is that 
through the physical act of resistance, right, through fighting Covey, Douglas comes to understand his own capacities. And it, that sense of his own capacities is that he can resist slavery, right, that he can resist the enslaver who is here, in the case of Covey, in the most brutal form, the one who breaks the will of the enslaved. And he says after this fight in which he defeats Covey physically, that although he was, in terms of the political system of the South, although he was technically right, and politically a slave, and that's not unimportant, right? That's, that's the institution that holds him unfree on a plantation. But despite that status, that at some deep level, in terms of his inner life and his psyche, that conflict, that physical confrontation with Covey unenslaves, right, liberates Frederick Douglass, that he becomes a different self through that conflict with his oppressor. In physical form, he confronts the oppressor, overcomes him, and becomes, in that process, a different man. What, Doug, what uh, Davis takes from this is the uh, an important part of the dynamics of, um, of self-formation in an anti-black world. That is, what, if one takes the social relation and internalizes it, right? one can't in an anti-black world be black and not emerge from that uh, you know, internalization of, of the social relation without anything other than, with anything other than a sense of inferiority, right? A sense of, of deserving one's position uh, at the bottom of the well in, in our social order. But in that confrontation with the other, right, through that moment of negation, an authentic self emerges, not just a different self, but an authentic self emerges. But you, that authentic self, that alternative self, that new self, doesn't emerge because of an act of self-realization or sort of, you know, a talking cure to the inferiority complex. Rather, that transformation of the internal sense of self only happens in moments of conflict and negation. That is, we become who and what we are for Davis through negation. Without negation, we aren't authentically who and what we are. We are rather simply what the world has made us. The stakes are really high for this in the case of an anti-black world for black people, of course, right? Because for black people in an anti-black world, what it means to say, I have become who and what I am through the social relation is to let that white world that anti-black world, form one's own subjectivity in the model of the white gaze. But the negation of that gaze, it doesn't give a magic revelation of the deepest truths. Rather, what it does is start a process of liberation, a liberation from the oppressive character of the social relation at a first stage. That first stage is that transformation of the inner self that Douglas talked about. And it's important that when Douglas transforms that sense of inner self, he then escapes right from from the the 
from the plantation and flees to the north where, where he's free and becomes a leading figure, if not the leading figure in the abolitionist movement, right? The movement to abolish slavery. And I think that part of the story is really important because like for Davis, right, that moment of negation that allows a new sense of self to emerge is a first step that then we start to understand that happens uh, at the institutional level, at the cultural level, at the social level, at the political level, that sense of transformation only through confrontation, only through negation. So in that sense, if we think, just stick with Douglas for a moment, right, the Civil War as a bloody armed conflict was not just a disagreement that you had to basically, you know, you know, the, the, the northern part of the United States had to, had to you know, invade and, 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 and mass, you know, mass kill soldiers until the, south, the, the white south gives up, right? It's not just a confrontation over, um, o over a, dis a, a fundamental political disagreement about the future of the nation. Rather, I think there's this deeper thing that the nation itself can only be transformed in m moments of radical negation. So that armed conflict is not just one conflict, you know, or a conflict that just sort of resolves a problem. It is rather the possibility of the national self, right, having a moment of transformation through negation, through armed struggle for liberation. Now, what's you know, ends up being fucked up about this is that white Northerners fought white Southerners, you know, with the exception of, you know, there are, of course, black regiments, um, you know, in the North and, you know, enslaved people forced to fight on the behalf of the South and so forth. But in terms of national conscience, right, it really was about white America against white America. And in that sense, there's a, a limited impact that that moment of, of, of white-led struggle for black liberation, there's a limit to how much that actually can liberate black people in the social order, the political order, and the cultural order. So for Davis to come back to that, right, for Davis to come back to Douglas's wisdom and start to envision, you know, what does black liberation look like? Right. First is that moment of liberation from a sense of inferiority that comes from one's participation in struggle and negation to confront white supremacy, to confront white nationalism, to confront anti-blackness, to confront racist police, to confront politicians who enforce you know, racial order and, and, and uh, uh, racial violence and justify it. Those moments of conflict are important for those personally involved in the struggle because they begin to see themselves differently. That's why at protests, and we talked about this in class, why at so many protests, even as it is, is dangerous and often violent in confrontations with the police or counter-protesters, right? Protesters are full of joy and pleasure. And it's not just because it's fun to resist, but because a different self is emerging and it's one that is authentic to, or has an authenticity to it that is unlike the subjectivity that, that arrived at the protest, right? That the protest changes who and what we are for the better, right? Because it's protest, it's negation in the name of liberation, in the name of black power, in the name of black freedom.
So for Davis, this piece is about a sort of broad theoretical structure about the formation of subjectivity. You form subjectivity through negation, right? And so in order to become who you are, you have to negate what tries to hold you back, right? Douglas and Covey, you know, parent and child, right? But also a people and the nation. And so I do think that, that we always have to come back in reading this essay to the fact that Davis is trying to give a, tell a broad story about why black-led, black liberation struggle is important at every level, personally for the liberation of the psyches of black people in this country living in an anti-black world, that already through struggle you've become freer than you were. But also because black liberation struggle just even at the level of the visual, the optics of it, is of black people in revolt against a system that wants nothing but violence for them. So when we, do, when we see it in that way, right, that the possibilities, we see that the possibilities of collective liberation, right, not just a black person who changes who, who and what she is in the process of struggle, but rather uh, but, but uh, beyond that, the, the liberation through negation and confrontation and conflict, the uh, liberation of black people as a whole, right, of changing the social, political, and cultural order through acts of negation, that the optics are not just optics to sell or not sell a movement. There are rather optics that tell a story about the kind of liberation at stake in this process of negation and therefore the kinds of senses of self individual self and collective self that can emerge on the other side of liberation struggle which is always negation which is always confrontation and which like douglas confronting covey uh, covey is always also about violence and not shying away from that because negation has to be visceral. It has to be where you risk yourself in order to emerge differently. That's always going to entail elements of violence. That's the, the, the anxiety and the danger and the provocation that comes with political negation at the collective level. But it's also where real joy, real hope, and real possibility emerge and where it lies. <laughs>